Welcome to a Sunny Side Up Life podcast, a show for the woman who is ready to live an abundant life full of freedom and positivity. I'm Sammy Womack, and I'm on a mission to help you break free from survival mode, gain financial freedom, stay motivated, and focus on what matters most. Join the movement, and let's start living on the brighter side of life together. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode. I am so excited to have Kelly from Freedom in a Budget on the show this week. Kelly is huge on YouTube. She has over 2 million views. She's been featured on CNBC, CBS Evening News, as well as prominent podcasts like the His and Her Money Show. She has been all over the place and she knows so much good information that it was really hard for me to narrow it down to just the topic of side hustles and extra income because we could have talked about a million different topics, but she is so well knowledge in this area, in this topic. And I just had to have her on the show to share some ideas with you guys. So you guys are going to love this episode. And I share Kelly's links in the show notes. So make sure to go and subscribe to her YouTube channel. Watch every video of hers that you possibly can because she is full of information and she is just a joy to talk to. So I am so excited to have her on the show. You guys are going to hear me mention, Kelly and I both mention Fetch Rewards. And if you follow me on Instagram, you have seen me talk about Fetch Rewards. This is the app where I scan my receipts or I upload the e-receipts when I do Walmart grocery pickup. Anyway, I have an affiliate link and a referral code for you guys that will get you guys $2 worth of credit whenever you sign up for it. And it will also get me a credit as well. So it's a win-win for both of us. You guys are going to hear me talk about it later in the episode. That link is also going to be in the show notes as well as my referral code. Please use that code whenever you... Um, sign up for the app so I can get the credit for that. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. All right, you guys, let's welcome Kelly to the show. I am here with Kelly and we have another great interview lined up for y'all and I am just so excited to have her here. So welcome, Kelly. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yes. I'm just like, I'm so glad that we got together and I was like binging your YouTube, <laughs> getting ready for the interview. And there are so many great topics on there that I was just like, okay, I, we can't talk about all of this in the same podcast. <laughs> so we're going to stick to a few basic topics about side hustles and extra income and stuff um, and go from there. So tell us a little bit more about yourself, where you live and all that. Yeah. So I live in sunny South Florida. I've been here for about 12 years now and maybe five or six years ago, I was terrible with money, living paycheck to paycheck, car repossessed, power turned off everything and finally hit rock bottom and needed to turn my life around. And since then paid off $23,000 of debt um, cash flowed a $25,000 dream car, Jeep Cherokee, and cash flowed a $30,000 wedding, just bought a house, and now saving for our first rental property. That's Complete amazing. Complete 360 in just a few short years. Yeah, that, that really is. Like six years is, it flies by. Oh, yeah. 
it flies by. That is a complete like wow. Re- car repossessed. Like, oh. ooh, that is that is tough. That is tough. So um, I didn't know that you guys were about to go into the rental property. That is exciting. Yeah. Though, so, especially in South Florida, I'm sure that is. I'm sure it's like a booming business down there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely booming, and property is definitely expensive. I have friends that are, you know, real estate investors and can buy a house, you know, to flip for like 40, 50 grand. And I'm like, that is pennies here. Yeah. It's definitely going to be an adventure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So do you guys plan on doing more of like a single family home or like a duplex mm-hmm. or? Duplexes are actually pretty rare in my area. Mm-hmm. Um, we would love to do duplex. And if we can find one, then Absolutely. Um, I think that would be a great, you know, first step to get, you know, a couple, they call them doors in the industry, you know, two doors and one bang. But if not, then we would just go with the normal single family home. That's awesome. That's one of our future goals, but we're also Mm -hmm. kind of nervous about it because we did back in the day, we upgraded our house and then kept our old house, turned it into a rental property, which was so, I mean, we were in a ridiculous amount of debt. We had zero in savings. And we were just like, we were not financially ready to be landlords, but people tell you like, Oh, invest in real estate. Mm -hmm. Okay. Don't invest in real estate when you're buried in debt. You have no savings. (laughs) That's not a good plan. So we, we would love to do that, but also we're kind of like, we have that, um, that bad past with it. Then we're like, Mm -hmm. Oh, are we going to screw up again? So yeah, that is one of our goals. And I love to follow people that are doing that because it makes me feel like, okay, we could do it too. Yeah. Awesome. So just like going from car repossessed to now cash flowing thing, cash flowing cars and thinking yeah. about buying investment properties, what changed for you? Like what happened at that rock bottom? It was really just a you know, you think that after the car repossessed, we would like, I would, that would be rock bottom and I would get my finances in order. Nope. That still wasn't enough. Needed, you know, no, needed to hit rock bottom a little bit more. And finally, after having my power turned off multiple times and I had, I was working at um, a nonprofit, took a huge pay cut to work there and stuff. And money just was, I was spending more than I was making. And I, you know, Jamie and I wanted to get married and we wanted to, you know, start this new life and stuff. And so we, we were just like, all right, let's do it. And so I just started binge watching everything I could on YouTube and self-educating. And so many people talk about, you know, especially millennials and not to go on a rant, but so many people are like, there, I wasn't taught finance in school. I wasn't taught by my parents and it's a parent's job. And that's how it was for us. I was not taught by my parents. My mom passed away when I was in high school. And so I wasn't taught that, but at the same time, it's the 21st century, the internet's out there. There's no excuse. And so that's kind of also why I got on, on YouTube myself was to be that education for people, to be someone that there is comforting and someone that they can relate to and be like, all right, if she can do it, I can do it. (laughs) And so that's really what started my journey. That's amazing. Yeah. That's a lot of how we were. We, my parents tried to teach us, but it was just, we didn't have a good, you know, a foundation either for our financial education. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of the same way when I finally got fed up, I just started Googling yeah. and I didn't know that this was a thing. I didn't know any of this. Mm-hmm. I, 
even all like even the basic people like Dave Ramsey and mm-hmm. all the all the other people like I literally didn't know they existed. It was yeah. a brand new foreign country to me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and that's a lot of like what you were saying, that's a lot of why I'm so passionate about sharing as much as I can because those people saved my life. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I had to like pay it forward. So were you guys kind of, was either one of you like resistant to the change? You kind of say how you kind of went into this together. How did that play out? Oh yeah. Um, Jamie and I, we came from very different money backgrounds, very different money backgrounds. And, you know, his parents, they owned their own company and they busted their butts. Don't get me wrong. But he had a more, you know, a lifestyle where they could do things that they wanted. They could, you know, go and spend money on different aspects and different things and going out to eat and different things like that. Whereas my parents lived paycheck to paycheck my whole life and they struggled with money. And so I saw, you know, my parents grew up in that. And then I struggled with money for so long. And then we had separate finances before we got married. And then we were going through criminal counseling and the topic of finance came up and I was like, oh, we don't need to talk about this. Like we're, we're debt free. We're cash on the wedding. Like I'm a budgeter. I have a YouTube channel about budgeting. Like, trust me, we are good. We are, we're fine. Well, I wish we talked about it more because that like just talking about your backgrounds and how you handled money growing up, how your parents handled money. That is so important. And so much stuff went into that. And he's a spender and he, like any time money would come up in our marriage in the first two years was a fight. hundred percent. Every time, even if it was something little, and even if I didn't mean to be attacking or whatever, as he felt like I was, and he used to eat out every single meal before we got married, just cause he's on the road, he travels, he works a lot. And so like home cooked meals, bringing lunches to work, like that was just a foreign concept. And that's all I had known because I was such a tight budgeter before and cash flowing everything at that point. And so it was just, it was rough, but you know, thankfully through slow progression, through slow compromise, me loosening the reins, him, you know, compromising with eating out or eating home cooked meals Mm -hmm. and lunches like one or two times a week and then three or four times and kind of slowly working it up. We're more on the same page, but it's still something that we struggle with in our marriage now. Yeah. I think a lot of people can relate to that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It is definitely a struggle and definitely worth the conversation for sure. Yeah. So, so you guys were cash flowing all of this stuff were, was the cash flowed car? Was that after you were married and Mm -hmm. how did that all fall in the timeline? So we got married in October, 2017 and then right after that, we had like that, even in October, we were still like saving for the wedding. Like it was down to like the last second of saving for it, but we did, you know, pay cash for everything. And then as soon as we got back from the honeymoon, like the end of October, when I finalized the budget, we started putting money away for the car. And then we bought the new car on Black Friday of 2018. So it was like a year and a month that we saved for the Jeep in cash. So putting, you know, putting aside anywhere from $300 to like $3,000, depending on the month and how much we had extra or what things came up. That's so impressive. So where did the side hustles and the extra income and all of that, how did that play into your journey? That started right from the beginning. You know, when I started watching YouTube and watching people like Budget Girl, the former Mrs. Jones, Lydia Sen, and they were talking about side hustles and stuff. And I was like, all right 
they can do it, I can do it. Budget girl, if Sarah can deliver pizzas, I can do side hustles. And in the beginning, it started with a lot of babysitting. There was a family that Jamie actually, because he's a lighting designer, so he does like concerts and stuff. So there was a family that had a DJ business. So they would do like weddings and bar mitzvahs and he would run lights for them. And then I would watch their child. So we were both like working for them the same weekend. And it was like 20 hours a weekend that I would work for that family, like all night, Friday night, Saturday, Sunday. And so I would bring home anywhere from 200 to $400 in a weekend. And so that was a lot of the, the beginning side hustles. Then I started YouTube and started slowly making money on YouTube. I did mystery shopping. I did, oh goodness, so many different, just like random little side hustles that I could do anything that I could do just to bring in some extra money that I could put towards my debt. And I think that it's the, the little things that actually build up. And that's what Mm -hmm. I hear from a lot of people as well. I don't have time or I can't take on a second job or, you know, if they're the stay at home parent, well, I have to take care of my own kids. How can Mm -hmm. I do this? And I think that it's a lot of the little here and there things that actually they build up and Mm -hmm. grow and grow from there. And it's better than doing nothing. Oh, for (laughs) sure. I always say, and I always felt like, you know, my kids were super little and we were having babies in the middle of our journey. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I, there was very little that I could do, but there were, there were still things that I could do. And so for us, it was Mm -hmm. a lot of finding things around the house that I could sell, taking um, my grocery shopping very seriously. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was something that I could do. I could get my hands on it. I could feel like in the day to day, I was actually making progress. And that's what I tell people like you will feel so much more accomplished, especially those people that have that really long journey. When you're hustling every single Mm -hmm. week, day to day, like grocery shopping and finding things to sell and babysitting and mystery shopping, those, it it, it makes you feel so much more productive and Mm -hmm. it makes you feel like you're actually chipping away at it. I mean, because you are with the money, but also it gives you something to do instead of just sitting and waiting for the next Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember um, Angela with Debt Picking Mom, when she first started on YouTube, she talked a lot about being a home economist. I'm not just a stay-at-home mom. I'm a home economist. I am working hard on meal planning, meal prepping, Mm -hmm. finding any way we can lower our bills, doing anything that we can do to lower that so that, yes, my husband may be the one that's out bringing in the money, quote unquote, but I'm doing everything I can on my end to save money as well. And so it's if she could save $500 in a month, that's the same thing as bringing in $500 a month. Yeah. So you got to think of it that way. Exactly. So what are some other things, like where can people start with side hustles? Because I think it seems so overwhelming. And a lot of us, like we're already, we already have so much other stuff going on. We have our full-time jobs. We have kids, we have family responsibilities. Where can we start with this and not make it feel so overwhelming? I always ask people, what are you doing? What are you already doing? What are you good at? What are your skills? How can you monetize them? Even something as simple as you're already going and picking up your kids from school or daycare. Could you pick up another family's children? I work in IC. It's so funny. Like people will get running to the elevator at five o'clock because if they're two minutes late to picking up their kids from childcare, they're going to get charged all of these crazy fees. Well, I guarantee if you went to them and said, hey, I'm already picking up 
Jeffrey, would you like me to pack up Matthew as well? And, you know, doing that and then watching them for an hour or so, or, you know, just doing it so that they're not having to like fight traffic and stress out and speed and get a speeding ticket and all this stuff. And, you know, charging 20 bucks or whatever it may be, those little things is a great start. And then you kind of get more confidence in it and you can kind of branch out a little bit more, you know, or even surveys online, you know, you're already on your phone, you're already, you know, scrolling through Instagram and Facebook, watch make some money from it. And little surveys like that, they add up quick. They really do. Awesome. So I want to know a little bit more about mystery shopping because Mm. that's one that I've never tried. It seems a little Mm -hmm. scary, a little bit of unknown. So tell me a little bit more about that. Mystery shopping is fun. You get to play a little, you know, detective and you kind of got to play, play the role a little bit, kind of get into your acting role. But there was one company that I worked with a lot and they would assign um, me jobs a lot in grocery stores and cell phone companies, cell phone carriers. Those were the big ones. And with the grocery ones, they were awesome because you would get paid for the shop and then you would also get a stipend. So you did have to I think it was you had to buy four items, three or four items, and you would have to spend at least $9. And then you got $9 back from your groceries on top of the normal thing. And then they have questions that you have to ask different employees and, you know, record their responses and different things like that. And then the cell phone carrier was very similar. It was just like set questions that you had to ask. And you get more used to the questions. At, At one point, I didn't even have to look at the paper or the app anymore. I just had been doing them for so long that it was easy. Yeah. Was that, I would be nervous doing that. Like I would try to like, I don't know. I feel like I would like blow my cover. (laughs) I did. I tried to do uh, what was it? Field agent. Is that what Mm -hmm. the app was? I tried to do that. And I felt so nervous. Like I just felt like everyone in the store was watching me and they thought maybe I was like shoplifting or something. And I got really nervous. And then my kids would be like, mama, what are you doing? Why are you taking pictures of that Mm -hmm. stuff? I'm like, shh. shh." So I kind of freaked out. And then I didn't try to do that anymore. A friend of mine that I actually referred to mystery shopping, she was telling me that recently she was at one, it was a cell phone carrier. And one of the questions that you have to ask is, do you give corporate discounts? And this guy was like, he yelled out in the store, we've got a mystery shopper in here. There's a mystery shopper in here. And which is like, if you're getting mystery shopped, that's the last thing you want to do. Like, yeah. When I used to work retail and we knew that there was a mystery shopper and just because you can kind of tell, we'd be in our best behavior because that's going to get reported to our bosses. But my friend recovered so well. She was like, no, corporate discounts. And she just made up a company. She's like, I work yeah. for Cigna. Yeah. And he was like, oh, oh, okay. But I'm like, dude, like, are you serious? <laughs> but you just got to be quick on your feet and just kind of like make up a little story or whatever. Yeah. Oh, and then one time I was doing one, I think it was at Best Buy. It was for HP. And so I went to a Best Buy and did the shop or whatever. And then the next weekend I had to go to another, it was like Costco or something. And the same guy was there and he remembered me. Oh my God. He was like, Oh, just looking at laptops again. And I was like, yep, just still shopping around. (laughs) I mean, that's true. Yeah. You would probably really shop around. Yeah. But it was... It it's not funny. as terrifying as no. I, I make it sound in my head. That mm-hmm. <laughs> There's probably a lot of people who are like agreeing with me. Like, yeah, that sounds terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, like what's going to, like, you're not going to see these people again. You're not, you know what I mean? Like True. you got to think of it that way. Of, 
I'm never going to see this person. It, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. So what are some other things that we could do maybe from home? Because a lot of my listeners are moms and they're probably like, I don't want to make one more trip out to go do something else. So what are some things that we could do from home? Surveys are awesome. You can get paid for surveys and doing things like that. And then even just maximizing like apps and plugins and different things like that. Like you can make so much money and save so much money or get cash back on, you know, plugins like Ebates. Like I've made over $2,000 on Ebates so far, you know, apps like Fetch Rewards and Ibotta, different things like that is amazing of how much you can just get back. And, you know, if you want to do the whole blogging, YouTube, podcasting thing, that's totally an option as well. And a lot of people will think that it's, you know, really scary and really overwhelming and, it may be, but it's also really rewarding. And, you know, I'm so glad that I jumped in where years ago to YouTube and now blogging and everything. But, and I've made, I made $15,000 from YouTube last year. So it's not a crazy amount. It's not enough to quit my job, but hey, 15 grand is 15 grand. So yeah, I mean, I always say like, if that money was laying on the sidewalk, would you been down to pick it up? Yeah. Then it's worth it. Mm-hmm. And I pick up pennies. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, hey. And yeah, Fetch Rewards is one. Speaking of bending down to pick things up off the sidewalk, um, mm-hmm. my my girls and I are so, they love to find receipts with me now. Mm-hmm. And so every time we go to Walmart or any anywhere, we are constantly looking for receipts. And then the other day we were, we were coming out of Walmart and I said, I am disappointed in y'all. Y'all did not find me one receipt on the ground yeah. while we were in there. And they're like, we're sorry, we looked. Aww. <laughs> they, just, they make it into a game now and they mm-hmm. laugh at me for picking them up out of the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. But I have made, I think with referrals and everything, like $160 in, Mm -hmm. I don't know, not that long since I've been using Fetch Rewards. And I actually used my rewards. I cashed them in for Walmart gift cards and Mm -hmm. bought the computer that I'm using right now went towards it. Yeah. So I paid for almost half of my computer Mm -hmm. and I'm like, you're right. I will pick up receipts. Cause even if on Fetch Rewards, even if it's just a scanned receipt, you get 25 points, even if there's no bonuses on it, that's a quarter. And my husband was like picking on me at first for the receipts. And I said, if you saw a quarter on the sidewalk, would you pick it up? And he's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, (laughs) then Mm -hmm. you best believe I'm scanning those receipts. (laughs) Yep. I want to pause right there for just a second to tell you a little bit more about Fetch Rewards. I am literally obsessed with this app. I have earned enough points to turn into $160 worth of gift cards. So what I do is I scan receipts from basically anywhere. When I get gas, when I go to Dollar Tree, when I pick up my prescription from the Walmart pharmacy, things like that. I scan my physical receipts and take pictures of them. And I've even went a step farther to, like I mentioned in the interview, pick up receipts off the ground at stores and out of parking lots. And hey, it's 25 points that turns into 25 cents and it's totally worth it to me. You can always sanitize your hands later. (laughs) And I also use the e-receipt option for when I do Walmart grocery pickup and they send me a receipt to my email. I link that email up to the Fetch app and I click the button, searches my email and it pulls the receipt. 
Plus, I have a referral code and they'll give you a referral code too so you can share it with your friends and earn $2 every time someone follows your referral link and scans their first receipt. So it is an amazing way to earn some extra money. You take those points and you easily on the app turn them into gift cards. So I have turned mine into gift cards for walmart.com and for Amazon. So I've used them for regular purchases and I've also to go towards my new computer purchase, which was amazing. I recommend them to everyone. It's the easiest cashback app I have ever found and I am in love with it. So I want to tell you guys a little bit more about it. I have an affiliate link that is linked in the show notes. Make sure to click through that link and also type in my referral code. So not only will you get your $2 worth of points, I will also get $2 worth of points and it's a win-win for both of us. I greatly appreciate you using my referral code to help fund things like this podcast. Okay, let me know if you guys have any more questions about Fetch. You can shoot me an email or send me a DM on Instagram and I'd be glad to answer any questions that you have. Okay, let's go back to the interview. Oh, the other thing I wanted to mention is I'm going to link in the show notes, your blogs about your income reports. I Mm. love to read people's income reports and I think it's so fascinating. So I'm going to link to that. I won't make you like get into all of that, but you were (laughs) mentioning your YouTube income. And I wanted to remember to note that because I just, I love reading income reports and I love seeing the little bit by little bit add up. Oh yeah. That's so motivating to me. Mm -hmm. So hopefully to be motivating to some other people as well. Yeah. What are some other things? Um, what about Etsy? Tell me, do, mm. you, do you do Etsy, don't you? Yeah, I love Etsy. That's another great one. Um, now I will say that before you get into Etsy and before you come up with, you know, this big master plan, make sure it's something that is sustainable you're not investing a ton of money into it if you're doing like a physical craft craft type thing that you're selling. At one point years ago when I was in this, when I was paying off my debt, I had this brilliant idea that I was going to make these signs with pictures and yep. transfer them onto wood. And I spent over $100 on all of the supplies, bought the huge thing of Mod Podge and the all this stuff and all these wood things and it's sitting in my garage and jamie was even like what it's like a huge gallon of all this stuff i have multiple gallons of it and he was like what is this and i was like it's for those picture things i used to make and i don't know i i used to try and yeah i never did a single sale on etsy from it yeah but there are things like printables are so hot on etsy yes i have my budget templates on etsy and i have them in excel i have them in google sheets and so Um, things like that. If you're creative that way, you can sell them or, you know, figure out where the need is. What do people need help with and how can you create something? And it's all passive income. Like I put it up there and people buy it and an auto re re lists. And it's, it's amazing. I think I've made $2,500 from Etsy total. And it took, I've spent like, I've, you know, I've made the Excel sheets and I've, perfected them over the years because I've been using the same budget for years but on the actual like putting it on Etsy I've spent maybe four hours that's it yeah, that's maybe awesome. $2,500 that's a good return in my book it really is something that speaking of the crafts that was something that I did when we first started our journey was I was I well I still am a big crafter but we live in a tiny house now so I don't have a whole craft <laughs> room anymore but I was quite the fabric hoarder. 
Mm. And I had all this fabric. And so talking about things that you can do in the day to day to feel like you're being, you know, proactive, I had babies and there was only a few things I could do. And so I saw all this fabric and I was like, you know what, I'm going to make some stuff out of it. You remember those, um, like rag tie fabric garland, people take like a strip of fabric, they tie yeah. and use it for like baby showers or room decorations. Yes. And I was like, those are so easy. I can make those. So that's Mm -hmm. what I did. And I used a bunch of this random fabric and made those and sold them and shipped them. And I didn't sell a lot, maybe 10 or so, but I made a little bit of money and I got rid of some fabric. There you go. (laughs) It was something that I could do while my kids were playing and Mm -hmm. worked and I really, it was, it was a really great thing to kind of declutter and earn money at the same time. Yeah. So it was Mm -hmm. one for me. And speaking of your Etsy, I really, I don't have my worksheets and my, all my templates and stuff on Etsy. And that's something that I really want to do. So I think that you've encouraged me to do (laughs) that website, but not on Etsy. Yeah. I definitely need to do that. So what are just a little bit of encouragement for those people who really want to pick up a side hustle or start earning some extra income, but they're a little nervous about it. What is a little bit of encouragement that you could pass along to them? Just do it. And, you know, I know that it's scary and I know that, you know, we all have fears around stuff like this and outside our comfort zone, especially if you're an introvert, like I am. But you're going to feel so much better like once you get that sale or once you get, you know, that mystery shop check-in. And, you know, it's going to feel so good and be like, all right, this is worth it. Like, I can do this. And then you're going to get another one and another one. And it's just going to, like, build upon itself. And then the confidence will be there. And you'll be killing it. And then you're going to get addicted to it and want a new side hustle, a new way, and a new way. And it's just going to be so much fun. That's awesome. That's perfect advice. (laughs) So why, why do you feel like it is so important? And I know that you have a lot of other topics that you talk about on your YouTube, but this seems to be a really big one for you. And why are you so passionate about this? Why do you feel like this topic is so important? Because it's a great way to catapult your goals. You know, whether your debt, your goal is to pay off debt, whether it's to increase your savings, whether, whether it's to invest in the stock market or, you know, in your retirement, whether it's to buy a rental income like me, this is a great way to get you to the next level, to help you to hit your goals faster. And for me, side hustles is what really kept me motivated. And at the same time, it really helps with my budgeting too, because if I'm working hard to make this side income, but then I'm going and blowing my money on eating out or I'm blowing my money on, you know, different things, it's like, well, what was the point of babysitting for 12 hours yesterday. Like I just spent all that money. What was the point of that, Kelly? And so it was a really big wake up call for me to like really get my spending in line, really just hone in on the budget so that I could hit my goals. And then now that we're debt free, we're able to do amazing things with our money. Like we just went on an Alaskan cruise. Like we're doing amazing, super fun, exciting things, giving a lot, doing different things and, you know, things that we never thought we would be able to, we're able to do in just a couple of years. So it's amazing how fast it adds up and how quickly you can get rid of that debt or increase your savings, whatever it is. An Alaskan cruise is definitely a goal of mine. So. It was awesome. 
That is definitely a goal. My husband is like, he works on a boat. So mm. he is just like, I, he does not want to go on a cruise at all, but Alaska is the one cruise that he has agreed that he would go on. <laughs> yes. I'll give you all the tips. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. Yes. Yes, I need all the tips. So what are some more lessons that you have learned, maybe not even just with side hustles or, you know, extra income, but what are some lessons that you have learned throughout this entire journey that you really want to carry with you into the future as you're kind of tackling those goals in the future? Track everything, track all of your spending. You know, so many people say that, oh, when I am debt free, then I'll stop budgeting and I don't need to budget anymore. No, that is not the case. Like I'll be budgeting for the rest of my life. I feel so much peace when I budget. Like that's why I named my channel Freedom in a Budget because my budget truly gives me freedom. It gives me permission to spend. It makes me in control of my budget. And when I'm tracking everything, then I have control. I have peace of mind. I know where my money's going. I know how much is coming in. I know what's going out. I know where we're overspending. I know maybe where we have freedom to spend more. You know, maybe we allotted $50 a month to clothing and we're like, oh, we already spent that. No more clothing. I can't go shopping. Well, if I look at my budget, Kelly, you only spent $12 this month. You can go buy that shirt. You can go do that yeah. thing. Like, then it's like, oh yeah, I can. Let's do this. And it really does give you that freedom to hit your goals and to live the life you want to live. I a hundred percent agree. We were actually just the other night, my husband and I were sitting out by the fire and the kids were already asleep. And he said, you know, I really just want to thank you for mm -hmm. those few years ago saying enough was enough. And I was just like tearing up. And I, was like, I really appreciate that. And he goes, no, I mean, I'm just sitting here and I don't have a care in the world. He said, I'm I, up right now. I know Aww. he's like, I can just sit here and relax by yeah. the fire with my wife and what you're saying about the freedom. He's like, I can look at this truck over here and know that I cash flowed it. Yeah. And I don't know anybody for it. And he was like, I can sit here and know that, you know, when I go back to work, I'll be working for a good call, like towards yeah. the future, not just catching up. And he was like, it's just a beautiful magical thing. He's like, and I just really want to thank you for pushing me. And I was just like, Oh my gosh. And it's so amazing. Like not to go on a tangent, but like as a wife, and I don't know if your audience is mostly male or female, but as a wife, especially if you have a reluctant spouse that is a spender is not a hundred percent on board, you know, kind of gives you a little kickback when they look back and they see the progress, when they see yeah. what you've done and how the sacrifice has been worth it. And they're like, babe, it was worth it. Like, thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for keeping me in line. Like it just like melts your heart, makes it all worth it. It's the best feeling yes. in the world. A hundred percent. And that's, you know, you look back five or six years later and mm -hmm. you're just like, it wasn't really that much time. No. And what I tell people all the time is the time is going to pass one way or the other. Mm -hmm. You might as well do something productive with it. Yes. And you know, just like your story, you know, six, six years, that's it. That's yep. so fast. It really mm -hmm. is fast. And doing the little things like the side hustles and mm -hmm. the, the shopping on a budget and trying to make every little day count, 
that actually makes the time go that much faster. You feel that much more productive. Mm-hmm. Wake up, and bam, it's six years later and you have a cash flowed car and a cash flowed yeah. wedding and it, and you're thanking your spouse for mm-hmm. hanging on and going with you. And yeah. it's just, it is, it's freedom. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm glad, like, I just, I love that name because that's exactly how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think that that's a really great place to end. We'll just end on that high note, yeah. that sentimental story. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thank you so much for coming on. And of course I will put all of your links. You guys, there's so many great YouTube videos that you have. I really wanted to just keep watching videos and I was like no we have to get this outline ready um so I will link to your YouTube I'll link to specifically your side hustle playlist because it was great I'll link to your side hustle income reports because those are so much fun to read and all of your other stuff so people can follow you and keep up with you so thank you so much for hanging out and sharing all of your wisdom with us thank you so much for having me this was so much fun Thanks for hanging out for another episode of a Sunny Side Up Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend because you never know who needs to hear this message. If you haven't already, please leave a review and subscribe. Reviews and subscribers are what help the podcast grow and what help new ladies find our community. And again, thanks for hitting play on this episode and for investing some time in yourself today. Remember that I'm always here to support you and I'm always cheering you on along the way. Don't forget that everything that we mentioned in this episode will be linked in the show notes. All right, that's all for me this week. Bye, guys.